What's up, everybody? Welcome to On West Gray, the monthly podcast about all things local government in the city of Norman. I'm your host, Tiffany Verska, Chief Communications Officer for the city of Norman, and we appreciate you joining us on West Gray. Today in the studio with us, we have Norman Fire Department officials, Travis King, Fire Chief, and Matthew Elliott, Fire Marshal. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you. you, Tiffany. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. So I think we've had individuals from most major departments here on the show with us. So we're so excited to finally have NFD here with us. How long have each of you been with the Norman Fire Department? I've been on for just over 11 years. All right. Chief? I'm working on my 28th year here with the Norman Fire Department. Okay. You all must love your jobs. It's a pretty impressive tenure. It is, you know, in the fire service, uh, most folks, when they get on, uh, they tend not to leave. Um, you know, it's something that I feel like firefighters are called to do. Uh, the job is also a stable job. Um, it has a good retirement. So most folks, once they get on, you'll see, see them do 20, 25, 30 years. Awesome. Uh, before they retire. Well, I have enjoyed working with all of you guys since I've been on board, and we're going to jump into kind of what you guys do here. So especially with the approaching of major holidays coming up, I imagine this can be a really busy season for your team. So let's jump into that, all the details on your department. So Chief, can you tell me a little bit about how the fire department here in Norman is structured and what divisions it's made up of? Well, that's a great question, Tiffany. Yeah, a lot of people, they think, well, when you think of the fire department, you just think of fire engines and, and us screaming up and down the street and putting fires <laughs> out. And certainly that that is a major component of what we do. But here at Norman Fire Department, we, we're actually met up of five divisions. Uh, we have our suppression division, and that's the folks that are in the fire stations on the different types of apparatus that run to a multitude of different kinds of calls. We have our prevention division, and, and Fire Marshal will get into more details than that, but that's made up of our investigators, our inspectors, uh, plans reviewers. So those, those folks are going out making sure buildings are safe, making sure that uh, buildings are built properly and investigating fires. Uh, we have our emergency management division. I'm also uh, the emergency management director, and I have uh, some staff under me that uh, take care of, uh, you know, when we have uh, uh, storms coming and, and storms with potential tornadoes, you'll hear the storm sirens going off. We manage those storm sirens. Uh, we also uh, uh, play a big role in preparing for, recovering from, uh, major incidents. When a tornado does hit our town or a, a flood or some major uh, disaster, that team kicks in and, and uh, coordinates with state and federal agencies to, to assist the city of Norman. We also have our administrative uh, division. Uh, these folks, um, you know, really manage the day-to-day -day operations of the fire department. They coordinate with other city departments. They're managing payroll. They're managing our budget. So a lot going on uh, inside of the fire administration from a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, and then we also have our training division. So training, obviously an important uh, function inside the fire department. Uh, when we hire new recruits, we put them through a training academy. Our training chief administers that. And then as far as day-to-day uh, -day training, he will administer uh training, maybe there's new concepts or new challenges that our community is facing, and we need to be ready to, to deal with that. So uh, the training chief will issue that 
that training to our company officers and and make sure that we're up to date on those kinds of things. So that's kind of a, a brief overview of what we do and and the divisions that uh, carry out the mission of the department. Okay. And remind me, Chief, how many people comprise your department? How many people serve the Norman Fire Department? I believe in our last uh, budget, we had 164 approved positions. About 150 of those positions are in the suppression division. So it's the largest division. And then the remainder are spread through the other divisions that I talked about, whether that's prevention, training, administration, or emergency management. Got it. Okay. So you all, obviously, you respond to a wide range of calls and have a great many responsibilities, as you just touched on a bit. Um, Can you give us maybe some stats or insight on the types of calls that your team most commonly respond to day to day? Yeah, that uh, you hit it on the head there, a wide range of calls. Uh, I tell people, anymore in the day we're in, if if someone dials 911, most likely you're going to have a fire engine there or fire apparatus there with firefighters. So whether it's a medical call and, you know, that can range from just about anything you can imagine, heart attacks, strokes, um, you know, traumatic events, uh, falls, that kind of thing, car wrecks, um, it could be a police matter. Maybe the police department is on some sort of scene where, you know, you have a, a hostage situation. We'll be on that scene too on standby in case medical aid or, or something like that is needed. Uh, obviously, structure fires, uh, grass fires, hazmat incidents, train wrecks, um, you name it. If, if 911 is getting called, most likely the fire department is going to get involved We've seen our call volumes go up every year. I, I can't think of a year that I've been here in my career where we've had less calls than we had the year before. I believe last year our total vol- call volume was over 20,000 calls. And that I look at that uh, statistic more than anything. That's going to be the total number of times fire apparatus are leaving those fire stations. So we're getting really busy. Our our uh, stations stay busy, um, and uh, certainly uh, we're we're looking to grow whenever we can to meet the needs of this community. So yeah, that uh, if you can dream it, we pretty much run on it. On it, and the challenge obviously is being prepared and uh, knowing what to do when we go on those calls. Right, and it was very interesting to me when I got to Norman um, because we have a very urban part of the community, and then we have kind of a rural part of the community. And you all, you know, you serve the entire community. Can you speak a little bit to the uniqueness of that? When I'm out recruiting, that's one of the main things I talk about here in Norman. About half of the total uh, city is rural. Uh, we cover, and this mileage. I've heard different stats on this. I've always come down on 197 square miles. So about half of that rural, half of that urban, you know, from a fire department perspective, that creates a unique list of challenges. And I tell our folks, and this is what I tell folks that we're recruiting to our department here in Norman, you've got to be ready to do basically any facet of firefighting at any time. Um, we take pride in the fact that we're understaffed. We're, we are short as far as what 
what really the amount of firefighters you need to cover a city this size and the types of, of the call volume that we talked about. So at any time, you know, these in-town units, uh, you know, that serve the downtown area, campus area, they may be called out to a grass fire. And you won't see that in other major fire departments. Usually an in-town unit is going to be dedicated on structure response, the types of calls you'll see inside of a city. Uh, they probably won't go out to a rural type of call. But here in Norman, you've got to be ready at any time to do anything. And we really wear that as a badge of honor here in the city of Norman. I look at our department and our firefighters as the finest group of firefighters in the state of Oklahoma. Certainly we've had been audited in certain things and and I think that's reflected, you know, it, you'd be hard pressed to find a, a, a better fire department doing what we do. Uh, and, and so that kind of lets you know, you know, anytime we could have major, major grass fires, we could have uh, events. It's just uh, in my career, I can look back and, you know, you might have a structure fire that morning, had a few car wrecks in the afternoon. And by by later in the afternoon, things are dried out and we're on a major grass fire that going into the evening, sometimes all night. And you look back and think, man, that was a long shift. I got to see a lot. But, you know, as a firefighter, that's the kind of work, that's the kind of thing that that we like to do. So it's a, it's a unique area, a unique city to be a firefighter in. Right. And I heard you mention um, an, an audit and you all did very, very well um, on, on an audit recently. Was it an EMS audit? Um, could you remind me a little bit so we can highlight for our listeners? Yeah. So we're, that's something we're very proud of. Uh, it's, it's an ISO audit. So what this is, it's a national firm that comes in. I believe they audit something like 30,000 fire departments across the nation what they do is they basically look at your response, your deployment to structure fires. And they uh, do the research, the underwriting for multiple insurance companies, and they take that data and they rate us on a scale of one to 10 on how efficient we are. And that has a direct effect on residential and commercial uh, insurance rates. And so we worked very hard and, and, Fire Marshal Elliott played a big role in that. Our staff worked extremely hard gathering data. Uh, we've worked um, in my fire time as fire chief, how we deploy our, our resources, our assets. Um, we worked very hard in uh, getting automatic aid agreements with our surrounding uh, jurisdictions, other fire departments that are around the city of Norman, working working with them, uh, responding and helping them with fires, and then getting them to come and help us with fires. All that made a huge difference in this audit, and we were able to garner a one, which is the highest you can get in the urban area, and then we have a split rating. They gave us a three in the rural area, and uh, that's one of the best uh, ratings in the state of Oklahoma, something we're very proud of. And it's a way that we can give back. You know, we, we certainly respond to a lot of things. Um, you know, you may live your whole life and you may never call 911. You may not, your house may never catch on fire. You may never have a medical need that you need us for. But as I told our staff, we're going to work as hard as we can here uh, to get folks the best rate we can, because that, that affects most people. You know, most people are paying insurance they are paying some sort of insurance. And if we can positively affect that, then that's, I feel like part of our mission as well. So yes, that's something we, we did. It happens every five years or so. Uh, and so we're, we're always, uh, looking to do the best we can in that audit. 
Yes. So that so the ISO rating, um, number one, and then also the emergency medical services audit that you guys had in June. So the State Department of Health um, comes down and audits you, and you guys had outstanding results in record keeping, um, equipment and medications and cleanliness. Um, and so I think that your department is well exceeding um, any kind of standards, as you said, best in the state. And so congratulations to your folks, Chief. Well, I tell you what, you you hit the nail on the head. Our folks, you know, our folks make the difference. And our staff here on the EMS side is second to none. Uh, you know, from an EMS perspective, I believe we're looked at kind of as the benchmark and how to deliver those types of services. Um, we are constantly looking at ways to be the most efficient that we can, um, you know, in the rural setting, trying to get on scene as fast as we can to deliver that care and deliver the highest level of care that we can is certainly a high priority. And to have that kind of uh, review of, of our EMS uh, services and really not even get, I mean, everywhere they looked, it was it was as good as it could be. So our, and that, that directly goes to uh, Assistant Chief Jason Smith and our EMS Director Justin Garrett. These guys are our top shelf, and they're the really the best in the business. And and uh, you know that EMS side of it, uh, it might be interesting for uh, the listeners to know that that's somewhere over six, just over sixty percent of our call volume, sixty to sixty five percent. And so we're we're doing a lot of uh, work in the EMS field. All of our firefighters. Uh, to work here, you need to be an EMT basic. So we have the basic level of care uh, on that EMT side, and then we have uh, multiple intermediate uh, and paramedic level uh, responders. So we we strategically try to place those personnel uh, to deliver that highest care possible to the citizens in Norman. Well, that is wonderful. And I'm sure that our listeners um, feel that much more safe knowing all of the the training and hard work that um, goes into each of the positions there at the fire department. You bet. So fire prevention, um, this is the group of folks here on your staff that really lead the way in educating and sharing knowledge with the general public. So to that end, um, can you all tell me a little bit about the kind of work that's been done recently in this division? Yeah, we've had uh, six positions in uh, prevention. And what we do is we try to go out to the schools and meet with the schools and we'll do education there. But we've expanded it not just to the schools, but also to uh, senior uh, centers, um, also to uh, the well that's recent uh, that came in. We go there for uh, new ownership classes to talk to them about uh, CO detectors, smoke detectors um, in the rural area. Talk about how to clear out around your house for any grass fires that keep it away. That will, uh, less chance of a structure fire. Um, so we've expanded that, um, also expanded our, uh, smoke detector program where we will come out. If you own your home, uh, we'll come out and if you have a smoke detector problem, we'll check it, see if it needs a new battery or replace it. Uh, so we've started looking at these 10 year batteries on these, uh, smoke detectors. So we don't have to come out as much. And, uh, that's been really uh, helping a lot of, of, how many times we go out and, and everything. I think we ended up doing 162 smoke detector calls uh, in about eight months. Wow. So, yeah. 
Wow, those are impressive numbers. So um, I, I do have to share with you from a communication standpoint, um, it's a personal favorite of mine whenever there's a fire truck somewhere with kids and they're <laughs> learning and they're so into it or you're at one of the community events, it makes for the best B-roll and the best photos. I just, I love it. I love going to those types of community events. So yeah. we thank you for that. Uh, no problem. We, we, we enjoy it, uh, not just the prevention side, the suppression side. Uh, we'll take engines to schools so the kids can see it, um, do training on that, some education. Uh, touch a truck, right? Yeah, we'll do touch a truck. Yeah. But we've, we've expanded so much more now that we work with Cleveland County uh, Sheriff's Department on some of their things. Like uh, we just uh, last year we did it and we're going to do it this year is a shop with a badge where you go out and we bring a couple of trucks. We go get some money that they've got had donated to them and we buy presents and everything and then we present them. Uh, we've done some stuff with J.D. McCarty where we go do their fishing day and go out and help them fish and everything. So it's it's uh, we just try to expand it as we can where we can. Sure. And it's it's been it's been great. I mean, we've had such great responses from the from the public and the citizens. So. That's awesome. And now that we are approaching Thanksgiving and Christmas um, from a fire prevention standpoint, what do you think that folks should be aware of or keep in mind in terms of fire safety? There's a lot going on with the holidays, but then also with the weather change. Uh, Oklahoma, you know, we go from where we can have a 75 degree day and then it's in the 30s. Yes, and, and so, then your allergies, they just, they're yeah, everywhere, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so what we run into a lot uh, right now, what we're really uh, pushing is heaters, portable heaters. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to use them, but we just need to be careful with them. Um, they need to follow the uh, manufacturer's instructions. Um, they need to keep them three feet at least away from the heating element, from any combustibles, anything that catch fire. It needs to be on a hard surface. Um, it's best to have one that if it tips over, it shuts off or it has a thermostat. But with those thermostats, uh, as I mentioned earlier, the temperature change, you'll have people that will have a heater in on, on the night. It, it's running on that thermostat. And in the morning, it's still running. Then you turn around in mid-afternoon, it's hot, and the thermostat set it off and it's turned off. So mm -hmm. they move it, and now they moved moved that heater closer to something, and then it'll drop the temperature again, right. and that heater comes back on. So really the best thing for those, those heaters is unplugging when you're not using them. Um, I even suggest not even having them plugged in at night when you're asleep. Um, just unplug, heat up the room before you go to bed, unplug it, and then plug it back in the morning when you're up. And uh, that's, that's a good safety safe way to do that. Uh, don't put them on extension cords. Uh, that we've seen that and that overloads extension cords and that's extension cord is not just for those heaters it's for christmas lights it's for the fourth cooker you're putting in on thanksgiving to heat up something and mm -hmm. you'll see extension cords when we just or power strips are overloading we just got to be very careful with that and so with the holidays you look at thanksgiving the big one that's one of the major thanksgiving itself cook, cooking is the fires that day is the major that's three times more likely to have a fire on that day my goodness um and that can range from just temp, uh, simple cooking or uh popular for a while was the oil fryers for turkeys they don't even suggest using those anymore they suggest using electric or an infrared style because they're so dangerous to use mm -hmm. um you got to be very careful with them but uh, yeah so thanksgiving is the one they really need to watch uh the cooking and uh make sure they're they're right there when they're when they're cooking and don't leave anything and just walk off to go do something else you'll forget and and, and you'll have a fire uh and then we move into christmas where there's a lot of extension cords for christmas trees if you're using a real christmas tree go ahead and get rid of it as soon as you can you know or don't let it dry out make sure that water's on there they've got watering devices you can set up and fill it up and it'll keep feeding water to it so you don't forget uh, but a dry christmas tree can be a very bad situation uh for that uh candles uh 
candles are uh, one of the biggest ones where people will, they sound so small and simple and you put them on a table, but if it gets bumped or moved or you've got kids coming in from out of town and they, they mess with them, just be very careful with candles or even the lighters that you've used to light that. Just think that maybe you don't have kids and then all the nieces and nephews come in the house and you put it down where you normally do. Well, they, they might have be able to get a hold of those. So just be right. careful with that. And that's, and, and a big thing is, um, you know, smoke detectors, make sure they're, they're good. Make sure the battery's good. Make sure they work, test them. CO, we don't provide CO, but you can, uh, CO detectors, you can get those at Lowe's or Home Depot or hardware store. And you can get the, and those are great to have if you have uh, gas fired appliances in the house. So. Okay. So those are some wonderful tips and reminders. And I think as we get closer to the holidays, the fire department always does an excellent job of making sure that that education's out there for folks also. Um, so Chief, can you tell me what's next as far as long-term projects or initiatives for the Norman Fire Department? Well, thanks for asking that, Tiffany. Yeah, we're always looking down the road and trying to project, uh, like I talked about earlier, challenges that may be coming our way and and how do we uh, mitigate those. Uh, we're very excited. The city uh, council uh, approved recently a public safety study. So um, I have staff that are uh, committed to that. A, a um, committee was formed uh, with uh, private citizens, uh, police department members, and then my staff and uh, they recently chose a firm and that was uh, approved. They will be getting started and, and they will be looking at the challenges we face, the future challenges as far as uh, development that's coming our way. Uh, one thing that is coming in is the uh, new turnpike that will be affecting us uh, uh, in multiple areas of our city, how that's going to affect uh, emergency response. Um, and, and our staffing and deployment needs. So this firm will be looking at all those things and presenting that to the council so that we can get a, a budget plan moving forward and, and again, meet the needs, the, the needs that we have today and future projected needs. So we're really excited about that. Uh, we've got some new fire apparatus. Uh, we've got an engine. As a matter of fact, I just was uh, notified that uh, we, we bought a new engine that's uh, coming into our city most likely. To, I know it entered the state today, so it was built in Ohio. We're excited about that. Uh, we recently got approved in this budget a new uh, mid-mount aerial device, a 100-foot aerial platform. That will be the second one that we'll be having in service on a full-time basis once it's built and arrived. So we've got a lot of positive things, um, uh, you know, working with the fire marshal, working with all of our division heads, we just look for the most innovative ways uh, to serve our, our public and, uh, you know, uh, just just real excited about the future and, and leading this fire department uh, as we meet these challenges. Uh, you know, the university just uh, joined the SEC conference. That's going to kick in next year. Mm -hmm. We're preparing for those challenges. Uh, more uh fans from other schools entering into our community six, seven times a year. You know, that already presents a unique challenge. Game days here in the city of Norman, and we play a big role in that response on a game day. Well, that challenge is even going to be bigger now. Uh, the airport is expanding to 
to uh, receive larger aircraft because of this. And we're, so we're, we're involved in all of these aspects and preparing for these challenges. And we're just excited to step up. I know we, our staff, our folks are, are we're, we are up for the challenge and we will, we will meet this and we'll, we'll continue to provide the best service possible. And, and, you know, just want to, you know, I don't get a chance to, to do this very often, but just to tell the, the public to tell the citizens of Norman and the surrounding communities for that matter. Thank you for their support. You know, those are the folks we work for. And, and as every other department uh, is around here, you know, sales tax keeps the wheels moving in the fire department. So, uh, you know, we, we appreciate those sales tax dollars being spent here in Norman. We appreciate the support of the public. That's the folks we work for. And uh, we just want to continue to provide the best service possible. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like you have a lot to look forward to, a lot that's on the horizon. Um, And so we are very excited for your department and the entire city. Um, The public safety um, study that's going to be carried out, we'll be doing lots of public information on that when the time comes. Um, So I have to ask you all before you um, leave us, how hard is it to learn how to drive a fire truck? (laughs) <laughs> it's not bad. Uh, it's uh, the first few times it's interesting, especially when you go down Porter. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's not too bad. Uh, it's actually easier to drive one when your lights and sirens are on because people are getting out of your way okay, than it is driving okay. back to the station. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the first time tough. I drove a fire truck uh, code three to a call. My foot was shaking so bad on the accelerator. I could I didn't know if I was going to make it or not. But no, you get you, those drivers get used to that. Uh, uh, that is actually a rank, a tested for rank. So so our folks, um, you know, it's a very very challenging to make to promote inside the Norman Fire Department. It's very challenging at, at any any position. Driver is one of those positions. And and we put those folks through a lot of training to promote. You you go through a, a lot of driving uh, training and pump training. You know, those guys have to know how to develop the proper pressures when you're at a, a structure fire scene, how to place that apparatus at certain scenes. And, right. and uh, there's a lot that goes into that. But no, we, we've got a good group and we have surprisingly few accidents. You know, they do happen, but uh, uh, we 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 do a pretty good job there. It's it's fun to do that. I I, I miss driving the, the big fire trucks. It's actually pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, we visited you all uh, not too long ago for the Citizens Academy, and it's like you don't even realize how big they actually are until you sit next to them. And there's all of these different tools and equipment oh. and sizes of hose and all of these things. And oh. I'm I'm very impressed that um, how well your your staff is trained and how educated they are to um, share knowledge with our uh, our citizens here in Norman. Yeah. Well, is there Anything else that either of you would like to share with our listeners today? One thing I can think of is that, uh, you know, the Norman Fire Department Facebook page will have a lot of information. Um, we talked about the holidays, but we'll try to apply information to that on all throughout the year, all right. throughout the season, because we'll move into, move into uh, the summer with grass fires. We'll move into just different seasons, you know, of rain. So we always try to put a public safety announcement on that uh, to as the seasons go. So always right. to check out our Facebook page or, and just to find out information about us. So. Okay. 
That's Norman Fire Department on Facebook. Chief, anything else? Well, like I said earlier, Tiffany, we just appreciate the support from the public. Uh, our mission is to, to provide the best services we can, and we're laser-focused on that, and, and we're going to continue to do that and, and uh, continue to just have a great relationship with the, the citizens here. We, we just, uh, I think I can speak for all of our people here. We're just grateful to have our jobs. I feel like it's a, it's a calling, and, uh, you know, our folks, uh, we just, we, we stay mission-focused, and we'll con- we're going to continue to do that. So thanks for having us today. All Thank right. You. Thank you all. Questions or commentary about On West Gray can be sent into publicaffairs at normanok.gov. Shouts to our producer and editor, Mr. Bryce Holland of the City of Norman Communications Office. Visit normanok.gov news to enroll for e-notifications on traffic advisories, upcoming events, local election notices, and more from the City of Norman. Follow us on social, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, City of Norman OK. Until next time, stay engaged, stay informed, and always remember to cast your ballot. I'm Tiffany Verska. Thank you for joining us on West Gray. Mm-hmm.